0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Canby Christian Church podcast. This is an On Sunday episode. That's the episode where the pastors of the church get together in a dank basement on a Monday and talk about what happened on Sunday. I'm Cody. I'm Aaron. And I'm Rob. I was worried there for a second. Aaron, you're uh, playing with your microphone. I didn't know if you'd. You'd be ready if I I'm, threw it over to you. Yeah, I'm just trying to adjust this thing here. I'm a little <laughs> Well then I'll ask Rob. Rob. Did you have a nice week?
1: Sure. Had a good week. Yeah, we um had a little date night with the wife. Ooh. On, I guess it was Saturday. Very cool. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. We um we went to see that new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was it, it cool? Looked really lame. It it actually was pretty good. (laughs) I mean, it was it was pretty good. You know, it was pretty good. There was no crazy. I was let me ask. Was the
2: the cinematics looks really cool? But the story, the story was actually pretty good. I mean, it's not. You You can't get that from a trailer.
1: It's not amazing, but it's fun. You know, it's fun. I think the it's pretty well done. The characters are really good. Um, Chris. Pine is that yeah the, yeah Chris Pine Chris? yeah he's really good in it. Um, it it shockingly did not have any like inappropriateness woke yeah it wasn't there wasn't anything like that oh that's and cool. there wasn't anything like there uh, uh, for some reason no well,
2: agendas no political no, social yeah, agendas yeah
1: didn't seem that way oh that's cool but there was which was I guess you the the closest call they had was there's one relationship in the in the movie that's a very small part of the movie but um one of the main characters who's like a female like brute she's like super strong she's the the actress from the fast and the furious oh yeah yeah yeah. hispanic lady Mm -hmm. i forget her name Mm -hmm. but she's very physically you know capable she's like the warrior she's Mm. the strong character in the in the like team or whatever and um and she has she's like romantically interested in this guy and are
2: you going to give the movie away no this is like a very small part of the movie nobody cares who's
1: listening to our podcast it's a, it's a fun movie, but anyways, and there's like a cameo of, um, oh no, I'm going to forget his name. The dude from silver linings playbook who Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, who's of like in everything. That's all he does. He's he killing this he's trivia. Bradley yeah, yeah. Cooper is in this, but <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good job, Cody. <laughs> he plays like a, like a, like a halfling, you know, like a hobbit kind of, <laughs> oh gosh, but, but awesome. it comes out of nowhere and they're, he's like the right proportions. He's just tiny. He's like half her size, but she, you know, wants to ha- get married to him and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. So his character is is the homemaker. Like he's like he takes care of the home. So it's a total role reversal. Yeah, but it's more comical. Than it's, it more, is anything it's more it's more for comic effect. It's not trying to make a point necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's and of course this is like all fantastical stuff. But that was the closest it came to making some kind of a, you know agenda. But I thought it was actually really funny. And uh, it was an interesting point. Anyways, I thought the movie was fun. I had a good I had a good time. Hmm. Mallory was kind of like, meh, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Did she enjoy the company, though? It's a good popcorn movie. She, Yeah, she struggled through <laughs> putting up with me. Were you a Dungeons and Dragons guy
0: at <laughs> some Never. point? No,
1: when I was a kid, it was, you know, I, yeah, when I was real little and it was kind of popular. So it would be late 80s. It kind of had a resurgence because of Stranger Things, I think, as of late but I never got into it. When I was young, my parents were definitely of the mind that like anything like that was completely demonic. You know, and <laughs> yeah. if, if you in, yeah, if you watch anything, Who's that balls, the devil. With, yeah. Any kind of fantasy element, it was just, and of course, yeah. So that was what was going on, but they didn't have a problem with the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Cause I, and like Narnia, I want, mm. I read all those books when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, they weren't dungeons and dragons. Tended to be uh, outlawed. How about yeah. you
2: guys? <laughs> How about what? I mean, for you, for sure. Was I into Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. I literally don't even know what this is. Yeah. It's some board game, right? <laughs> okay. But Dungeons, it has, like, yeah, fantasy. Dungeons and Dragons. It like, it's like Pokemon, right? No, no, no.
0: I've never, <laughs> I don't know. I've never played it, but uh, this show I like, community, has done like oh, spoof episodes of okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it's like you are assigned a character and you're on these like epic. It's like role playing. Yeah, there's a person who's like facilitating it, you know, Uh and you can do different things. You have to accomplish different tasks and you're rolling dice to see if you have different tasks. But people get really into it, you know. So, like, if you're the character, you're this elf character, like, you'll dress up as an elf and come play, you know. like like LARP. Isn't that called LARPing? Well, no, because it's just still just the game, you know. It's like basically like a. Board game on crack, like okay, it's like, okay. and people write their own, and you, they'll take, you can take multiple days, you can take months, and play once a week, and go like you're just trying to go on this quest. Uh, as the far movie, as I understand, though, it, had no elements that's like that. It was,
1: it was just like your standard boilerplate fantasy movie of like right, 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 dragons and w- magic and yeah. fighting battles against evil witches and it, it, So in that in that sense, it was fun. it was yeah, a popcorn yeah. movie interesting anyways
2: yeah we uh i thought you were gonna say (laughs) never mind Uh, we i went on a date night but it wasn't a real date night it was we went to the camby center fundraiser come on that's a date night you went out with our wife and you guys went too right cody yeah we did yeah we were
1: emily i don't
0: i don't know who uh who backed out
2: where i got invited Mm. (laughs) anyway um Yeah, we went and then uh, John and Katie Galt and then it was Jay and Jill Burke invited us to go. They purchased a table um, to go to the fundraiser. It's It's an an annual fundraiser that the Cambie Center does. And so we went to it and sort of heard some of their vision about what they are doing and then what they plan to do in the near future here. And um, yeah, it was a good time. And we need to get Ray back at some point
1: to the church.
2: Like to preach? Yeah, yeah, preach. for sure. We have to do it before Sometime. the summer because he's going to go on sabbatical July and August. Oh, is
1: he taking a break? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, that's good cool. for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, they're getting close
1: to finishing their building project goal.
2: Right? Fundraiser? You mean? Yeah. Um, they have like eight hundred thousand dollars they need to raise.
1: Wow. Uh. You know, in in light of how much they're raising, I guess that's closer than where they started. Cause they
2: they need ten percent they need of their goal, mm. which is which would be eighty thousand eight eight hundred thousand dollars. Um, and uh, yeah, but there that was part of the fundraiser was they had a goal for the night, but they also um, there were some people there, some city council people, mm. or or even for the state, I think it was Congress people. Anyway, somebody who could maybe help them get really far down the road on that goal. Yeah. Um it's through like program funding, not necessarily like individual donor, but like a program funding like through, through the, the state. state. Yeah, wow. yeah. So basically give them a grant. Yeah, they have um, some they have gotten some of those in the past. Oh, they've got I mean majority of it probably yeah, is yeah. grant grant writing that he's been able to do. Yeah, as a non-profit organization providing a form of social work in the community. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that they're faith-based hasn't really deterred that, you know, because of the efforts that they're doing. But anyway, we did that. And uh, yeah, other than that, it was just like kind of a normal week last week. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Is that your, did I just give yours away too, Cody?
0: Uh, no, I mean, that works. Yeah. It was a busy Saturday. We had men's huddle. Oh yeah, men's huddle first thing in the morning, and then I went from men's huddle to Thailand's volleyball game. From Thailand's volleyball game to Riley's soccer game. Oh my goodness! Then you know, get ready for uh, for going to that. But it was fun. It was a good day. And then uh, Emily's a lot of Emily's brother. Yeah, yeah, we're all in town because her dad. Is just turning 60, I think, tomorrow. No wow. way, Bruce is turning 60 60 tomorrow. Yeah, oh, pretty cool. Oh, my, yep. So that's fun. Uh, he's still kicking too. Oh, no, yeah. no retirement in sight, Got a lot of life in him. <laughs> <laughs> no retirement in sight that I can think of.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, no, he's 60. Not you're like, exemption. you're uh, you're in the prime of life. Oh, yeah. In pastoral ministry at 60. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's. I mean, the prime goes away real fast, but I mean, it's. (laughs) (laughs) It, uh, yeah, that's a good age right there. That's the goals right there.
0: Yeah. So that was fun. Hanging out with niece and nephew, you know, that kind of stuff. It's all cool. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, and listening to Jerry Schoon's testimony was very, very cool. Mm, I would not have guessed even. A small portion of his No, system. I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he's lived a lot of life. And he was at University of Oregon, I yeah, think. in the 70s. Right. Which yeah.
0: living even, living a month at University of Oregon in the 70s is like
1: five, <laughs> ten years of experience.
0: <laughs> life experience. Right, right. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, was, that uh, was some interesting stories he had to tell. Yeah, um, very cool.
0: If you missed awesome gentleman, God...
1: you missed it. Yeah, because we don't record those things.
0: But take him to lunch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> take Jerry to lunch. He would love to go. Yep. He had he had a big portion of his story that he said he couldn't get into for the sake of time. He's like, I would like to tell you how this happened specifically, but I'm just going to tell you God did this miraculous thing for me. Yeah. So that's kind of I'm kind of curious. I should hit up Jerry and see, like, tell me the rest of that story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> totally.
1: So.
0: Um. Yeah, and then we had a nice Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. The the post post, post Easter, Easter Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It is it's a holiday all its own. Yeah. Post it's Easter. It's like Boxing Day. Of oh, what do you mean?
0: Boxing Day's like after Christmas. Just it's like <laughs> a British thing, right? <laughs> Is it's like after thing? Christmas what? What it's, happens on Boxing It's like Day? a holiday oh, called okay. Boxing I was Day raised Joe's witness, after... so I don't know any holidays. Well, we don't celebrate <laughs> it, but I think Canadians and maybe the UK, they thought, sell it. Yeah, I thought it was like a British thing. Yeah. I think it's in Canada, too. Hmm. Um, but it yeah, is. I mean, it's just like the after holiday.
1: Holiday. Oh, you know? okay, yeah. okay. Canadians are weird.
2: It, it is it is funny. Yeah, how... they do weird
0: <laughs> stuff, dude. <laughs> they, put, they, is... they put gravy and cheese curds on their fries. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
2: It is funny how uh, it is a question of after holidays like Christmas or Easter, what sort of attendance will come the next week? Um, if I could use an illustration, only this is my only illustration: is I watched the Masters last weekend and I just binged hard watching golf so to such a degree that I don't even want to watch golf for another month, you know. And I think some people feel that way sometimes about. The like these kinds of holidays, you know, where they're like, Oh, we went to Good Friday and then we went to Easter Sunday and then we had Easter brunch and then we had family over and say, Oh my gosh, I just want a Sunday off, you know. Maybe
1: they visited another family member's church at a different time or something. Totally. People do that kind of stuff. Yeah,
2: for sure. Or they do an Easter sunrise service somewhere else or something like that, or they watch online. But if only we could do that. But
1: the thing is, Easter around here, you don't see the sun all that often. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: yeah, we do a sunrise service, and it just clouds behind the clouds. Yeah,
0: dude, I no. got I got a tattle on Emily a little bit because uh, because you brought up golf because you you talked about golf last week, and then at the end you said everyone just tuned out. Who everyone yeah, who's yeah, listening yeah, to the podcast yeah. just tuned out, and she came over. We were at the gym. She was like somewhere else. And she came over and started laughing. She was like, I was on the treadmill. And Aaron started talking about golf, and I totally zoned out, and I didn't even realize it until I heard him say – Everyone listening just tuned out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, I totally did. That's so. Stop listening altogether. all together.
2: I don't blame you. Which only probably just brought her to an awareness that she probably tunes us out a lot. <laughs> she just never doesn't realize it she, as much. You she's know, she's
0: got a lot of practice unless us she,
2: out. <laughs> you know, gets called out on it. Yep. Uh, in in past <laughs> time for a present time, you know. Mm. Yep. Anyway, I guess we'll get right into it. Then tuning out. Yeah, isn't that what the Sabbath, Sabbath is,
0: dude? You just check out, <laughs> totally check out. I do do absolutely nothing. That was Aaron's definition.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, so so that I don't forget, Cody. You were saying I should probably mention this on the podcast because I didn't mention it in the second service, but after my first service message, Josh Hunsaker. I will yeah. give him credit now came up and gave me the illustration for the battery that I used second service. Right. Um he he I you know like some you know someone's listening and they're paying attention and then they hear something and then an illustration comes in their mind, you know, and he he felt the desire to come up and share that illustration with me and it was a great illustration that we like batteries, you know, we don't think we can just put ourselves on a shelf and not like like just basically disconnect. Yeah and then all of a sudden we're just gonna charge all on our own, like right. we need to be connected to a power source to be recharged, mm-hmm. to then be, you know, go back into the the life again. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it is like that. And so what is our power source? You know, the, right. the Sabbath day, particularly using that time and space to connect with God, to be able to recharge spiritually. Yeah, And not saying we disconnect from him, all week long, mm-hmm. so don't take the metaphor beyond what it you know is trying to say. Um, <laughs> essentially, we are connecting all all week long as well through the normal spiritual disciplines of Bible reading and prayer and fellowship and those kinds of things. But there's a specific time where there's a specific charging that takes place, and that sort of happens on the Sabbath. Anyway, I thought it was a cool yeah. illustration, and yeah. I used it in second service.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's really good. Just because you did nothing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're not still empty. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Doing nothing doesn't refill you right. necessarily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even God in this it's in this text, the word that is used here is refreshed. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to think about that God did you know, specifically in verse 17. I think we should probably read this text. It's a short one. Yeah. Which one? The just the first, the chapter thirty one.
0: Yeah, section. just the section we're in. Oh, sure. Go ahead. I have it up right now. Are you have it too? Do you want to read it?
1: Uh, yeah, no, go for it, Cody.
0: Okay. It says, and, uh, starting at verse 12 and the Lord said to Moses, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths. Sabbaths. We don't say that Mm -hmm. plural very often for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, uh, when you read right there, I was reminded how he uses the plural Sabbaths, mm-hmm. and there was some you know debate on that and some commentaries that I read. Um, what, what, what does he mean by that? And, and essentially everybody kind of came to the same conclusion. He's just talking about the weekly Sabbath, but just saying it in a plural form—more than the, one it, comes. Yeah. The Sabbaths. <laughs> there are more than one week, right? Weeks. Yeah.
0: it's more just hard to say. You know? Yeah, be
2: like Sabbai. <laughs> the con- The contact. The context is interesting, though, because this comes right after the Lord said to Moses in the beginning of chapter thirty-one that I have gifted Bezalel and Oholiab with mm. this special skill to do this special work on the tabernacle. And it, it, gosh, one commentary I read was so insightful on that connection where they're essentially saying, you know, even your God-given giftedness and calling is no excuse for not taking a day of rest Mm. from that God-given work and and abilities, you know? And I was like, man, that is a, that is an insightful context connection because people will make those kinds of things like, oh, well, I've got to do this work or I've got to go do that thing. And it's like, well, I know God's called you to that, but did you procrastinate earlier in the week? And so now you have to do that on that day or whatever, you know, it does. there's no um, person who is outside of this command to take that day of rest. Right. Obviously God himself uh, patterned that and modeled it. If God was willing to take a day off, so should you. Um, but anyway, I thought that was an interesting connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and this
1: comes at the end of all the instruction for the tabernacle or the place, right? Did what was your subtitle of your sermon? So the Sabbath, the subtitle from, from the holy place to a holy time or something?
2: Uh it was uh sacred space to sacred time. There we yeah, go. Yeah. From sacred space there to we sacred go. time.
1: Yeah, so we we at the end of the instruction of creating the 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 space that is sacred to God where you meet with God. Now he's saying there is a time as well set aside um, in the Sabbath. So um, we can look at the definition that you put together. Um, did, was this
2: like just from reading and stuff like that? Or did you pull this somewhere? <laughs> I mean, literally I just like thought about it. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, <laughs> I like uh, if uh, someone was on the street or like I'm on a, bus ride or something. And they're like, Hey, can you tell me what a Sabbath is? That that's probably what I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's helpful because it, there's a lot of repetition in this section. And a
1: few of the things are in your definition, which is this, the Sabbath is a sacred day of the week for solemn rest. So solemn is in their rest, of course, commanded and modeled by God for worship and witness. And, uh, and kind of the main idea of your sermon, you took those three elements. Um, and you said that, the Sabbath should be kept sacred by God's people for these three main reasons, for rest, for worship, and witness. Mm. And those were the, And then, of course, you broke down and looked at a few different themes of how the Sabbath connects to these, I, I guess we'd say themes, right? Covenant mm-hmm. and et cetera. So we can let some, look at some of those things. But I think that's a really good um, definition to, to start from.
2: Well, I mean, the word Sabbath when you go back to its origin, means rest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's connected to the seventh day just because of the seventh day of creation, right? On the seventh day, God rested. Um, so anyway, that's kind of where the definition, I guess, comes from a little bit. Uh, but primarily, the Sabbath is not necessarily connected to seventh, but connected to rest. So that's where yeah. I didn't feel the pressure to like apply Sabbath to seventh because obviously, I, I believe that in the New Testament, Sabbath, a day of rest, turned into the first day of the week. Well, that's a, that's a question I had, yeah. Is the Sabbath, so you say it's a day. A day.
1: So, the Sabbath is a day, but is the Sabbath a Saturday, a Sunday? Is it not a set day? Is it perhaps longer than a day, shorter than a day? I don't know. Why are why not? What do you, what do you think? No, you mean, say Sabbath is Sunday. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, in I don't this want context, to get in hot water before you guys. Get in this the water context, with within the Israelite people, it's clearly the day. seventh day, yeah. which is in our calendar, Saturday, mm-hmm. the last day of the week, which you explained this in your sermon. Mm-hmm. And early in the New Testament, it's patterned that they gathered and worshiped on the Lord's day Sunday, which was the day Christ resurrected. The first day of the week. The first day of the week. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Which, so what are you asking me again? What do I, am I convinced? Could, could I be like, oh,
1: my Sabbath is Tuesday. That's my yeah. day off. That's when I Sabbath. Sure. Is that a wrong thing to say?
2: I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, I guess ideally or not. I don't even want to say ideally. Um, no, <laughs> that's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I'll use the word ideally though. It's probably the first day of the week should be your Sabbath day, your day of rest patterned off of what it seems like the New Testament mm. believers sort of thought we're going to move this day over to, uh, that was really loud, <laughs> move it over to the first day of the week in commemoration of Jesus' resurrection. Yeah, And if you read the book of Acts, it seems like these people devoted all day to gathering together. It was like you had the assembly in the morning, then you had food in the afternoon, and then you hung out and had community, and then you were going to each other's houses after that and breaking bread again. I mean, it seemed kind of more like the whole day was dedicated to spiritual growth in the community of faith in your local church. And I mean, back then, I'm sure they had things that distracted them, obviously. But today we have so many opportunities for distraction. I mean, even in our own lives, I mean, we could point to the fact that, I mean, I remember growing up, dude, we didn't have sports, kids sports on Sundays. Like it just wasn't a thing as much as it is nowadays. And uh, there were just a lot of things that weren't done culturally when I was a younger kid in society that would have pulled a Christian away from spending majority of the day on Sunday. I mean, Saturday was like the day... Sports and everything. Sports days, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Sunday was like church, and then there's national sports. Obviously, football. Yeah, TV. Most notably when the the football season's happening. Right, right, right. A lot of people spend their time watching football on Sundays. Sure. Could you still be Sabbathing and enjoying a football game? I don't think so. (laughs) It looked like Cody had a
2: different answer to that question.
0: Well, why why not?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I do remember, and you'll appreciate this, I do remember listening to a pastor. I would listen to his sermon and he would, he would pray before his sermon. And after a certain time of the year, he would always end his prayer and God helped the Seahawks to win. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Like, laughs> a pastor after Cody's heart.
0: No, it is not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this was a guy who prayed. I lead never, pastor yeah. every Sunday. He would pray for the Seahawks. To <laughs> I win. never pray victories
0: for teams. I like, Oh never. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I don't think God is doing that, or or interested. <laughs> well, that's the thing; is it's hat. a fun little thing for me to get excited about, but it has no actual bearing on like my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Really, your in spiritual any way, health. Yeah, exactly. T- or any. I, t- I
2: mean, I take it back. I think you could watch a sports game for you know a few hours in your Sabbath day or whatever. It's yeah. not gonna. It's not hurting you. You're detaching yourself. From normal Uh, work. Unless you're doing it with friends or family and you're not working. Yeah. You're You're not working. You're resting. Yeah. You're resting. You're, you're hanging out. Your, your mind isn't engaged in normal work activities. Um, it's not, it's not the most spiritual
1: activity, right? But it's not unhealthy. It's yeah. I tend to think it's, it's perfectly fine, but I guess the question is when it becomes unhealthy, when it becomes an obsession and when it's like, Oh, I can't miss the game.
2: So I'm going to skip church for sure. Or I can't even think about the sermon that I'm listening to or the worship because I am thinking about mm, the game and oh all I gotta go get guacamole. Who's gonna be the starter and
0: and. dude the 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 further north you get, the more uh, avid Seahawks fans get. Uh And my church in Tacoma, we would we'd plan for it like we knew like 10 a.m. games. We'd look at them and the schedule came out. For the season, because oh my attendance would be bad. Like people came, people come in their Seahawks gear to church to go home to you know to be ready to mm. cheer for them. Like they were. I mean, that was like they had just won a Super Bowl. Like that yeah. was like the height of like bandwagon fanning right. of Seahawks. But people are legitimately just real Seahawks fans too. Wh- but I mean, like seventy-year-old ladies are coming in their like Seahawks jerseys to church. To head home and we wouldn't like, we didn't plan like important things on the Sundays where they had 10 a.m. games because it was just like, it wasn't going to be good. Gosh, it's so
2: ironic that I'm preaching on the golden calf this week.
0: Hey, dude. Yeah, (laughs) dude. I My remote, my remote fell in my couch and all (laughs) I wanted to do was watch golf. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was lyrics from a song. Go- we golf were... uh golf is another idol that is possible. But what do you call the um the fans uh, ouch. of of uh <laughs> of the Seahawks? Like hawkheads or something? Uh no, they're called Twelves. Twelves? They're called Twelves,
0: yeah. The Twelfth Man, eleven players on, a, okay, on okay. a on the field. Uh but the Twelfth Man was like copyrighted by some college. Mm. So they stopped calling them the twelfth man and just called them twelves. Mm, interesting. Like, no I mean, no player on the team has a 12 jersey.
1: The 12 is the fans' jersey. Oh, so that's like a Seahawks thing then. Yeah, that's common in every team. Every team has that same situation. There's you, only 11 people on there.
0: No, they don't. They don't? They don't, no, because this, the fans of the Seahawks are an additional player. Like, but that's what he's saying. Literally
2: ch- every football team?
0: No, they don't. They don't have the Seahawks fans. The Seahawks fans <laughs> are so loud. Cody oh my is so gosh. Serious oh my right gosh. now. Like it like it, it it causes like it causes, you know, uh They're spiritually present
2: yeah, it on ca- the field. <laughs> Absent in body, no, I mean, right? they, they, present they,
0: in the spirit. They're they're so loud, like it's difficult for a quarterback to come and play in that stadium. Like there's more, you yeah, know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, false starts and like oh, okay. they can't they can't audible at the line because it's too loud for any of their players to hear. Like it's a wow. uh, Emily. It's, Emily, tune, tune back an additional... in.
2: Tune back in, Emily. <laughs> <Tune> in
0: Emily. <laughs> it's legitimately. You're gonna fall on your treadmill, Emily.
2: <laughs>
0: it's legitimately an unfair advantage <laughs> wow. that the Seahawks have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so it we is
1: generally the Sabbath is it should uh, it like should be practiced by Christians on Sunday generally speaking. That's a good practice. Yeah. Well, so
0: what do you I mean, like we call Sunday the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Don't forsake gathering. Like that's a real command and that Years gathering 10. is done on the Lord's Day. But that one I actually just tried to look it up the Lord's day is only used once in revelation that's like the only uh yeah the only spot that that phrase is used but we it's developed so did you into look morning. up
2: look up the first day of the week that's in Corinthians, oh, where it says to gather on the first day of the week. Well, it says and they gather on the first day of the week, maybe something times. like that. Oh, yeah, yes, would be yes. In right, acts and right. stuff like that. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. But yeah, called the Lord's Day.
0: <clears throat> but I, even that though, like I, I don't think it would be accurate to say that Sunday is the Christian Sabbath. Right, 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 right. Like that—that is not the Jewish. That is Sunday is not the the Christian version of the Jewish Sabbath practice, really. Right. Like, it's different. And, I, like, that's where I would say, yeah, I think we have some freedom in Christ. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He came to fulfill the law. Not abolish it, but fulfill it. And if you look at Jesus's other teachings regarding the things about the law, um, you know, I would imagine Jesus— teaching. I guess this gets a little hairy. I'm not saying Jesus, these are Jesus' words. I'm not adding anything to the Bible. Oh boy. <laughs> like so, so just, this is cautious. purely Cody's imagination. Don't try to take this as scripture, but I would imagine Jesus saying like, you heard it said, you know, observe the Sabbath, but I say trust in the Lord and honor him and set aside time for him every day. As much as possible. Like go far beyond a Sabbath to dedicate yourself to Christ. Sure. But, to, how do, but how but how so Lord. here's
2: here's our question. How do you do that as an individual? Yeah. On another day of the week when other believers cause there's a we are we have to confess we're having this as a individualistic society discussion. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they would never have understood the Sabbath day. As an individualistic, right? Only mine's Tuesday, yours is Wednesday. Like yeah. that, that would be crazy. That you would you be endi- of, Yeah, they would. Well, they did did been more... you look
0: at what the Hebrew practice was of Sabbath? Did they gather on the Sabbath?
2: Um Did they mostly just stay home? Well, they I certainly actually did, I don't know. They certainly did all of that. They certainly gathered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and had a meal together. They, they, they they have instructions for things like that. That was previously cooked because they can't cook it. Right. Mm. Um, nevertheless, there always has to be a social aspect to our observance of the Sabbath or our observance of like a, Mm -hmm. you know, our solemn day of rest. Like it can't just be, Oh, me and a, you know, podcast. And I'm just going to walk into the woods and just have my like day or whatever. And just do that every week. Like, and, neglect church like what you know what i mean like yeah. at that point what what are the other alternative options is just a highly individualized re- religious life religious experience or something like that and but i i agree with you that yeah. there is definitely the open door certainly in seasons of life and things like that um but i think overall what we see is the overall neglect probably of of a day. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing too, I think is like you were saying, asking earlier, Rob, is like a whole day, right? I mean, does it have to be a whole day? What if you had like the evening on one day and the morning on the next day or something like that? Yeah. That could be something different too. Yeah. Um well maybe this
0: is important to clarify though like what do you mean by like taking that day like what do you mean by cuz you're not referring to like the Jewish traditions mm-hmm. of you know you're not you're not saying for a whole day you won't walk past no, no, the no, no, limit no, no. of steps that makes it work right you're not saying you won't
1: you yeah, know yeah. I mean that's that's like extra biblical
0: you're right though. that's but that's what I'm saying like so what do you mean by like taking a day of Sabbath? Like which yeah.
2: part of the Jewish Sabbath are you referring to? Sure, and that's what gets difficult. Is like yeah. I'm talking about Sabbath as we know it from Scripture, which because, a solemn
0: day of rest, holy unto the Lord,
2: thinking of God. Right? Sure, yeah. And I'm sure, like Michelle said to me after my sermon, because I ask her every week, "What did you think of my sermon?" And most weeks she doesn't give me very much, um, by way of critique. But she said something like, I wish you would have given more application, more ways that we could rightly practice the this solemn of, day of rest and yeah, observe yeah. it as you know, individuals or as a church or something like that. And uh, I understand that pressure to hear more of that. And I think that the Jews had that same pressure. And so they created these extra biblical right. laws. Yeah. The Talmud, right, and other other sort of teachings, whether those were written or just oral traditions, that were that became ridiculous, to which Jesus chided them over: mm-hmm. "You are imposing the laws of man and yet neglecting the laws of God. You have made this a burden and not a a, a blessing that it was originally intended to be." So that's that's where my hesitation yeah. right. comes from to like give a specific. These are the things you should not do. These are the things that you ought to do on your solemn day of rest, whatever that is. I think you absolutely by principle should have a time set aside in every week where you're saying, I am not going to be distracted with the busyness of life, whether that be work or play. Instead, I'm going to engage in my spiritual life and I'm going to plug in here, both me. And if I have a family, my family are going to do this for the purpose of spiritual rest, worship, and witness. Mm-hmm. And w- again, whether that's like an entire day where you're like, I, I, I'm not even going to watch a football game. I mean, that's maybe a little overboard, um, but certainly large chunks of the day, the beginning of the day, middle of the day, end of the day, there are significant movements in your day where you're like spending time thinking about meditating on worshiping, growing spiritually in in Christ. On that day, anyway. That's yeah, my thought. yeah, yeah. I
1: think that's helpful. It's hard to get specific because there is a lot of freedom in Christ, and we see this from Paul and Colossians, which you mentioned. You know, let no one judge you on a, a Sabbath or a new moon, essentially. And then in, in Romans fourteen, he says, "One person esteems one day is better than another, while a, another esteems every day alike." This is Romans fourteen verse five. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. This chapter, chapter fourteen, which you preached 6 months ago something like that maybe more um on Christian freedoms and how to interact yeah. with those sorts of things so it's not as if th- we have to be rigid as if Saturday was the sabbath and Sunday must replace that Saturday sabbath um but the principle is in play this principle and of course w- you mentioned one of the important elements of the principle of the sabbath is that it would be a sign a witness Mm. to the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard to do that if you do it individually on a Tuesday in the forest. Sure. But if you're gathering with the people of God on Sunday, now you're fulfilling that mandate that is included in the principle of the Sabbath, which is to be assigned to the watching world. Right. So I I think, you know, barring any circumstances, ideally our Mm -hmm. encouragement would probably be try to make Sunday the day when you practice this. But some people don't have that freedom all the time and there's, there's space. Yeah. Yeah. So you may have a time where you're working at a job and for a time period, you're working on a Sunday, not ideal. If you can get, if you can get a different job, I mean, I would suggest that's a good, a wise choice, but a lot of people don't have that choice. Mm -hmm. So perhaps they observe a Saturday evening service. Maybe they come to a, a different service in the week, or they gather with the people of God elsewhere for a time. But if that's like your practice indefinitely, I, I would want to encourage someone to consider finding try, a different profession. Try you know? to make some changes. Yeah. What about a
0: what if your church offers a Saturday night service? You don't go to our church. You go to a church with five services a weekend.
2: You for that? <laughs> and they have a <laughs> Saturday service. I, and you know, and now this was this was questions. an interesting discussion because yeah. of the conversation. Related to people who are seven day Adventists mm-hmm. where they would argue even for the Christian today, this, this law, this fourth command would still apply in the same way as it did then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole other discussion that I don't necessarily yeah. want to get into, but let's assume that a church for pragmatic reasons, um, right. not, not, convictionally. not, not convictionally, but which would be a seven day Adventist view. But a pragmatic reason of overflow or what, just Facilities. accommodating accommodating people's schedules on Sundays. Um, hey, they got sports all day. Let's just have a Saturday evening service or whatever. I, I personally would encourage them to do a Sunday evening uh, service <laughs> over a Saturday. Um, but I think that yeah, that's fine. If if somebody there wants to do that, yeah. it's right. not sin. I-, I don't think it's error. I don't know if it's like the wisest thing to do. I mean, I I just sort of disagree with totally bending everything that you're like accommodating people in that sort of way. Like we want to be accommodating. We don't want to be like overly accommodating where it's like we're actually just uh, fostering the culture of consumerism. Yeah. And the customer is always right. And we just need to do everything to like accommodate to what these people want. It's like no, this is a cost. Christianity is a cost, and you have to sacrifice time and energy and space and other opportunities to engage in something else. Yeah, and I think churches, because of a you know desire to whatever, just accommodate, uh, give in too early. I think, mm-hmm. and th- this was a huge cost
1: for the Israelites because it was not common practice to stop your food gathering, you're taking care of your herds for one day, because that could mean of a, a huge like problem for your society. Like in order to feed yourself and to feed your neighbor, work kind of had to happen all the time. So yeah. it was a sacrifice to trust that God would care for you, even when you stop your work for a day. Um, and so they were sacrificing for that. And it was a witness because all the other, societies who were bustling and and not stopping to work were looking at these people sitting around and enjoying one another's company on a day and confused by it, probably curious. And uh, you know, obviously so yeah, there's there's all of those aspects of the Sabbath are
2: mm-hmm. are being
1: highlighted even
2: even today a little bit. Um I do think the historical context matters here because reminding everyone like these were people coming out of slavery in Egypt. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> these were people who had been worked to the bone, right? you know, they didn't have recreation. They didn't have recess. Um, they didn't have a vacation. You know, they didn't have the days off that we enjoy. You know, we, we work, we save money. And then it's like, Oh cool. Let's go on a family vacation. You know, okay, let's go do yeah. this and do that for all we assume by the reading of the text. There was no option for anything like that. They worked every day. This was who they were. They were widget makers. And you, you know, you made widgets. You were. like whatever. Um, so I stole that from Kenneth Copeland. Did you appreciate that, Cody? He's your he's your favorite. Um, <laughs> oh no, he's no one's favorite. <laughs> and uh no, no, no. I'm sorry. K. Edward Copeland. Oh, okay, I was like, that's I a very right. different huh? person. Kenneth Copeland. He is, he is K Edward Copeland. Th- there's a reason why he doesn't go by that's that. that's right. That's yeah. right. K Edward Copeland, who yeah. is a um, wonderful preacher. That's and, right, and a great guy. But he not has like this, <laughs> he has this little bit Kenneth about Copeland. making widgets. We're not making widgets here. No. Anyway, those they were working all day long, and so God's giving them a day off. Okay. And so I think for us, we can tend. This is maybe for the workaholic. Yeah. Like, hey, the workaholic man, you you you're working too much. You know, mm-hmm. you're. You're not in balance. You're not in rhythm. You, And and it's hard because people think like, well, I got all this pressure. I got all these people. I got all these things. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, the reason why you're out of balance is because you're not in balance with this basic priority of putting God first in your schedule. And it is interesting how those things tend to work out when you, when you end up doing that. The workaholic, um, but even the people who are just distracted by good things like sports or hobbies or, um, doing things like that. It's like, I know all of that's really cool too, but you, what about your spiritual life? What about engaging in the highest priority, which is your relationship with God Mm -hmm. and and with his people? And so anyway, I think that those are the contexts that the Sabbath primarily in general is sort of writing to. Mm -hmm. So when you start getting into the nitty gritty of an application, that's, I guess that's where pastoral care comes from, right? Right. You can't necessarily say in general, do this. Right. But if I know, like if I have a conversation with somebody and I hear what what their weekly rhythms are, I'd say, when so when are you like taking time off to be with, with Jesus, you know? Um, and gather with his people and grow spiritually. Like right. it looks like you're really busy with a lot of stuff that is very unnecessary. And yeah, you're in a busy season of life, but you're making those choices to do that. And, and I think you have to have a conviction that pulls you back to that correct rhythm. Like uh, my friend, Daniel, our friend, Daniel, who's the pastor in Santa Barbara. When I was meeting with him a month ago, his, his two boys do baseball and they're, Mm -hmm. they're just, they're super freaks. I mean, they're just crazy good athletic kids, you know, and they're playing club ball already. They're young and the youngest one is on play practices with the older one. I mean, they're just freaks, you know? So every coach wants them at every game and wants them to do all of the travel and all this stuff and which they do. But as a, I mean, he's a pastor, so he's going to be at church, but he also is like, do my boys are not going to play on Sunday period. Like they, they don't play Sunday. So if you have a game they're they're going to play Saturday, but they will not be with you on the Sunday games. And they won't be with you in the Sunday afternoon games. They won't play on Sunday. And that's just the way it is. And his boys totally get it; they're not angry about it. And but that's a conviction that they've made, and a rhythm for their family. And I I think that's a really cool thing. And mm, I think at the yeah. end of the day, it's baseball. It's it's sneaking kids baseball. Ten year right. they're ten years old, and when they get into like high school, maybe where it matters if they're thinking about going professional or something like that you know, then it's like, it's a different situation, but regardless. Yeah. It's not the same, you know? Yeah. But they, so yeah,
1: cultural historical context matters. Um, but one of the interesting things you brought up is this story, this section we just read mentions creation. Mm. And so the Sabbath is not grounded in the peep, the, the, the Abrahamic people necessarily. It's grounded in all people. Yes. So it's, it's based on the, the, the framework that got established in the very beginning of Genesis right. at the creation of the world, all human beings need to have a rest. Yeah. I thought that was a really helpful Dude, that thing was, to look at.
2: That was the thing probably as I was studying, I didn't read that in any commentary. I just like, it just kind of came to me. I, I had, obviously I had always understood that the Sabbath was like modeled by God. Yeah. But I hadn't really understood that, oh, that modeling grounds the imperative, mm-hmm. the command, in the indicative of creation. Right. Which, if you go all the way back, is is basically saying, as I said in my sermon, a divine design, not a human invention. Therefore, it's not culture. Mm-hmm. It's creation language, you know? And that that was like, as I use as an example, marriage is grounded in creation, yeah. gender roles and authority – is grounded in creation, pre-sin, pre-the fall. And I don't know. I was like, I did not... Because if we want to just connect it to the fourth commandment, yeah, then it's like, oh, okay, it could be cultural or it could be for a specific people at a specific time, fulfilled and done in Christ. Okay, whatever. I can do whatever I want now. But if you take it all the way back to creation, no, this is what like God's good plan for humanity was from the very beginning. That's yeah. a whole, that's a wholly different conversation about Sabbath yeah. rest. Uh, and yet it is f- fulfilled in Christ, right? Cause Hebrews talks
1: about it. So tell you talked about this in your sermon a little bit. This yeah, is that's one, one of one the of... elements of your sermon. Um, yeah. But I guess that's, that might, we could maybe tease that out a little bit. A few of the things that Jesus talks about. One, he is, um, you know, stopped by the Pharisees and they're like, what the heck? You guys are plucking grain. When you're walking by the road, you guys are working, you're harvesting on the Sabbath. Right, there you go. And Jesus says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you know, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. This is in a, a few of the synoptics. I think all three of the synoptics.
2: I think so, Baptists. yeah. But in Matthew 12 specifically, yeah. this is what I referenced. And and Jesus, so what is that what does that mean? I Ma- guess.
1: Lord of the Sabbath? And or? then he is Lord of the Sabbath. There's two things he says. I think they're sort of separate, but connected. The first is that, the Sabbath is for
2: man, right. not man for the Sabbath. Right. So I think that's like what we say. Uh, we'll, we'll use it as an example in like modern day church. You know, we churches create these programs with good intentions. And then those programs grow to be this like thing mm. and people become the sacrificial animals to the program. Mm. And, and we give everything to the program when And from the beginning, the program was to reach people and to help people and to serve people. But then after a while, the program becomes the point and the people become the servants of the program Mm. versus the other way around, the program serving the people. And I think that same thing happened with the Sabbath, this program, this thing that God made that was to serve people because they had given it such a high emphasis they had put people in a place where they had to serve it, and therefore it became a a burden. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's it's just a turn of phrase that Jesus is saying there. You've got it backwards, you know? Like we read the book, The Trellis and the Vine, right? It's like that. You guys, the, the vine is the point. You don't build a trellis just to build a trellis. You build a trellis for the purpose of the vine, and yet you guys are really excited about this really cool, pretty trellis that you have, but who cares? There's no fruit on it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think he's saying is you guys have put the the cart before the horse here. You guys are prizing the trellis when it's really about the vine. Yeah. It's about the people. And so grabbing a few pieces of food out of the out of the field as you're walking is not
1: working. And they were saying it was. So Jesus is saying they're still sabbathing. They're still yeah. resting. Yeah, they're not actually working because they had created all these extra biblical uh, requirements. Um, and then he even mentions something that sort of is a biblical requirement, which we talked about recently, which is a showbread. And he said, didn't David, when he and him and his men were starving, they needed food and the priests gave them the bread of the presence, this holy bread that was re- reserved for mm-hmm. the priesthood and they fed them. And he, mm-hmm. and he's basically saying like, that was fine because they were in need of food, food was available. And even though this food is, is set aside for a specific purpose, it is better to feed Someone who is starving rather than observing this law, the law. So anyways, and then of course he also talks about elsewhere. um, If someone is, if a donkey falls in a pit or you're not going to help it. So this happens a number of times the the issue of the Sabbath comes up with, um, with them, but Jesus through it all essentially says there's a principle, which was established at creation, which is to rest and to worship. Essentially, and I think Mm -hmm. that's what he's bringing it back to. And then he gets into this: "I am the 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 Lord of the Sabbath or the Son of Man," which is a title that he attributed to himself. And the Lord of the Sabbath does that essentially means like I'm in charge of it, so I can say what is Sabbathing and what is not. (laughs) Isn't that?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's how I. That's how I've always taken that. Yeah,
1: Mm. yeah. So if someone's hurt, someone's sick, and you need to build a ladder to get them out of a pit, like sure that yeah, but you're helping save their life. Like that's Mm -hmm. the thing that you need to do on a a day when you're not trying to work. Yeah. Um, I, I was curious
0: like how modern day Jewish people observe this. And obviously there's huge variety in how much it's observed and how, you know, um, but one I was reading, I thought was really interesting. This person said they put covers, uh, on the light switches that they don't want someone to accidentally, turn off, not realizing how important that light switch was, what it controlled, because the idea, you know, the example Moses gave uh, that you mentioned th- to not tend a fire, right? Not mm. kindle a fire yeah, what
2: verse is that. <clears throat> that's, that's in chapter 35, verse three.
0: So essentially the that law had developed among Jewish people to not start or put out a fire. That's right, like right, right. something that can't be done on the Sabbath day, right. and some uh, modern-day Jewish people have extended that to like you can't turn on a
2: gas stove or off yeah.
0: electricity, right? Oh, and so like she start a car. This person puts yeah, covers on yeah. all of the stuff because if somebody forgets and flips that switch, she can't turn it back on until mm-hmm. the, you know tomorrow, until the say. stars are out. That's right. right. Yeah. 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 Um, which is interesting because what they, but like, you know, this person said they have some stuff that's on timers, but I set up the timer when it wasn't the Sabbath, you know, (laughs) like to go on and off. I put food in a crock pot or I made food. I put it in a, a warmer that's already turned on, but I won't turn it on on the Sabbath and I won't turn it off until the Sabbath is over. Mm. Um, but some of that, that kind of goes to the, like, and and the person said somewhat ironically like there's some modern day inventions that have made the sabbath a lot easier made my sabbath practice easier <laughs> which is like somewhat ironic because the sabbath you know i mean i guess they don't have the teachings of jesus but the sabbath was made
1: You know, for man, not man for the Sabbath. To be restful. You don't make all these schemes to try and uh, overcome it. But
0: like I also, there's something also really kind of beautiful about that to go like, you know what? You know, say we're going to do a Sabbath practice on a Sunday and we go, I'm going to put some, a little bit extra work in on Saturday night and there's going to be food prepared and ready. And I will have to do minimal Work mm-hmm. when I get home from church because it's going to be ready for me, you know? I think there's something to that, too. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. To be like, there's a day where, like, I'm going to get a little extra done some other day, and I'm going to be able to really, really rest, really, really engage. Yeah. Like this person said, like, they sh- they shut down all their electronics at least 15 minutes before the Sabbath is about to start. You know, and they said like, and I prob- probably get the best rest of my life Yeah, because there's no electronic keeping me up. Yep. You know, and it's really like, yeah. it's actually, there's some of those practices you could see why. It, sure. if, if you were someone where you're like, I connect with that, I'm going to make that a part of my Sabbath habit. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's going to actually make me engage with God more. It's going to actually make me love my family more uh there's some of those that probably you, you could look into and and kind of create yeah your habit your style of exercising a sabbath right you
2: know? no those are great those are great points and i like let's use going to church as an example of that right i know i i i do this some weeks and i always am happy when i do <laughs> i get my clothes ready saturday evening for sunday <laughs> so when i wake up in the morning i'm not like looking in my closet half sleep going what am i gonna <laughs> yeah. wear today you know that's
0: funny actually same thing here <laughs> you, when I, when i do it when you do it it's it great it yeah cuz yeah. i'm trying not to turn the lights on right. and wake emily up, right. you know and it's like actually when i just had the clothes ready you know it's actually yep. so much nicer i know i just
2: <laughs> yeah you but that's being intentional to just be ready for the day and you're you're anticipating the day and thinking about that and we do that sometimes when we know we have a busy day coming up Um, we'll, we'll prepare the day before, but I think it's definitely good to do things like that on the Lord's day. But I mean, I think on a practical level, there are probably some things that would be helpful for us to do to engage spiritually. Um, even like away from a church gathering, right? We, we leave church, we go home, we have lunch, whatever we do, we go out to lunch, but like, I think for us, technology has made things easy technology has also made things easy to not connect. And so we escape what like a football game or something like that used to be that, that was the only distraction we had to fight against or whatever, you know? Um, and, and, and again, that's not even the end of the world, but now we have our smartphones and we have the ability to connect through email and text messages like with work or with, We set our schedules for the next week, you know, those kinds of things on a Sunday afternoon. Like, why are we doing that? Mm. Why are we scrolling Instagram or Facebook or whatever? Like, why are we engaging, plugging in to that power source when we should be disengaging from that and plugging into something else? That's my opinion. Yeah. I'm not saying somebody, you know, is in sin or in error if they're on social media, those kinds of things, if they're on their... A solemn day of rest, but, but are they
0: resting? Uh, well, as I say, a hundred percent. There's some people listening to this right now going like, "If I'm honest, I could use a day of no social media for sure. <laughs> like, I could use a day of no TV. I could use a day like I would be more connected. I've actually I've had this conversation a long time ago with my counselor about like when I get stressed out, I'm like, I need to do." like something chill for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go like watch TV or like, you know, watch a YouTube video or watch a sports game or whatever. And it's funny how like those are my go-tos, but I wish like when I like take an actual nap, like (laughs) I'm more fresh when I read the Bible, when I take a passage of scripture and meditate on it, like I actually feel more energized, but those are never my go-tos Right when I'm tired. And it's, it's just kind of an interesting thing that like, I'm not sure what is going on inside of me, or maybe I don't practice the habit enough. But like, for some reason, when I'm tired, when I'm stressed, I immediately run to things that don't make me less tired and don't make me less stressed. And I don't know what it is
2: like in me, you know, for sure. I mean, it's human nature. Yeah. If I could tease out, I, I mean, I like to use the phrase a lot, but the therapeutic deism. Yeah. I think this is where on the subject of Sabbath and rest and sort of unplugging is where you start getting into language. Like, or, or a weird space where I think some people, it's just therapeutic deism. It's like a there's a spiritual proverb out there that says, oh, do this or do that, you know? But there's not necessarily a belief in God, per se. And I remember listening to a sermon from a guy three years ago, four years ago, maybe, and I literally got up and walked out because he was preaching on the Sabbath. And he was quoting all of these people. He started quoting this Catholic guy. Then he quoted some uh, psychologist And then he quoted an atheist where an atheist, so he's quoting this atheist and he's saying that the the atheist said, I'm going to take up the practice of Sabbath as an atheist and then wrote of his experience from like, I guess you would say from a psychology perspective or a therapeutic Mm -hmm. perspective and talked about the benefits of taking a day off. And so the preacher is arguing, you should take a day off even an atheist is getting the benefit of it, and I'm like, time out. Hmm. We are not talking about Sabbath in the same way. Then, yeah, you're yeah. talking about taking a day off. in In the good of creation, God would say, "Yes, take a day off." We can we can argue there. But that's not Sabbath. That's defined later on as a solemn day of rest where you're plugging in. To worship yeah. the Lord, that's what Sabbath is. Yeah. What that atheist experienced was just taking a day off and experienced in general what God created from the very beginning mm-hmm. as a good pattern for human living and yeah, flourishing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's not Sabbath. But this pastor is confusing, confusing his audience in thinking that an atheist can do Sabbath or right. you know somebody huh. who doesn't believe in God. Such a good point. Yeah. Can do sabbath and they can't. Right. Um they're they're practicing a day off in in a general sabbath but not in an intentional I'm engaging with God. And and so there's a lot of language today where they talk about social media. You have a social media, you need to choose a day in the week where you're just disengaging from social media. That's true if you're not a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> that's just true. Yeah. Um you probably would have psychological benefits physiological yeah. benefits from not being on social media <laughs> or, 24/7 or at least just like social benefits
0: or le- and and stopping some of the psychological like destruction <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah like for sure you know what i mean maybe you're not it's not helping all that much but at least it's not destroying your psychology any more than it already is for sure
2: and i mean obviously there's benefits to social media but yeah, yeah, yeah. everything in in moderation, moderation. Mm. but that's that's what i'm saying you don't have to be an a uh, christian to benefit from a, a a break from social media. So when you break though, so there's a have you guys seen that Netflix show Minimalism? No. no. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. These guys are basically on a tour promoting minimalism. Minimalism oh, I have seen it. is a movement. Yeah, I've seen it. About basically it's a documentary, fighting, right? fighting consumerism. Yes, it's a documentary. Yeah, I've seen it. And the the first, like, two, three minutes is, like, this guy sharing his testimony of anxiety and depression and bad relationships. And he's going, going, and I'm literally listening to it going, this sounds like a Christian testimony. I was lost. I was lost. I was <laughs> lost. But Jesus, right? Like, I'm waiting for that. And then he says, and then I found minimalism. minimalism. <laughs> and it was, like, the anti... Uh, antithetical move of consumerism he he diag he did a self-diagnosis of his own problems that was causing his depression and anxiety which was consumerism so right. he's like i know i'll just not be consumeristic anymore and so he started pursuing the opposite of that of going minimalistic right emptying his closet out emptying his life of unnecessary things right and it, and it brought a lot of joy. Well, as you continue on in the documentary, and you probably remember this, even that wasn't enough. And then it was like, well, what else can I empty? And so mm-hmm. then he started turning to like spiritualism yeah. and Buddhism, where what? Now you're emptying your mind. And so he turned to meditation and these kinds of things. He does his whole life trying to empty himself of whatever it is that's causing all of the issues that he is self-diagnosing. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's totally different than what we talk about with Sabbath, right? right? Yes, we have a problem. The problem is our sin, which is causing symptoms of depression and anxiety and all these things. We should probably repent of those things and turn to God, not empty ourselves, but fill ourselves with thoughts of scripture, thoughts of the glory of God, thoughts of the gospel and his goodness and those kinds of things. And so that... It, those are the distinguishing marks. Where going back to the original comment, Jesus saying, "I am Lord of the Sabbath." You can remove all of these things. You can remove work. You cannot kindle fire on the Sabbath day. You can, you <laughs> yeah. know, make sure you uh, have the crock pot ready on Saturday night. You can do all of those things and minimal be a minimalist with your use of time. But if you're not filling it, you're just empty. Yeah. You, know, you need to fill it with spiritual things. Without and
1: the Lord of the Sabbath, you're not really Sabbath. You're not Sabbathing. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. There yeah.
2: those guys were thinking the practice will get them there and it won't. Mm-mm. And so that those are the distinguishing things that I think like aren't clear in a lot of the preaching I hear on the Sabbath or a lot of the books that I hear. Uh, Or I read that are being written on it or like whatever. So so. podcasts, articles. Yeah.
0: I think like we're so utilitarian with everything that like, what, so what are we going to get from this? You know? And I think even then we, uh, we think of it as a productivity tool. Like I will be, I'll work so much better after I have this rest. And even that is kind of missing it. You probably, if you're connecting with God and getting good rest, you probably will be more productive. But it can't. That can't be your goal.
2: That's a good point. Because now, point. now, now you are filling.
0: You're filling your Sabbath mm-hmm. with all the stuff you can accomplish because you took a Sabbath. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. taking it. And, and, uh, one of the early episodes of The Office, the the boss Michael Scott uh, is doing these movie days. Like he's like they're watching like Varsity Blues
1: like wh- like <laughs> well, one they started with training videos
0: yeah right they started with training videos and then he loved these movie days they make popcorn and so they're doing like one hour at a time watching you know a movie getting through it or yeah the same episode of entourage or whatever <laughs> you know and he's trying to explain like he gets caught by his supervisor uh Having that they're doing movie days. movie days yeah and she's like she's like like what are you doing and he's trying to say he's like dude it makes people like it helps with morale makes people more productive And she's like, how does watching a movie make you more productive? And he says, because they have to work twice as hard to make up for the hour they (laughs) lost. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, like that's not what the Sabbath the Sabbath isn't like I can work twice as hard for six (laughs) days now because I lost a day. Like the point in your sermon was right, like God can do more with the six days, you know, than Mm. than you could do with all seven. Yeah. You know. Um, But but it's not, it's not, you will be able to do more with six days because you took the seventh. You know, it's like, this is for God, for his glory, mm -hmm. for your, you know, like, yeah, for your good. But like, it's more about his glory than Mm -hmm. your good, right?
2: Well, and and her, the question that she asks is so good. How will watching this movie make you more productive? (laughs) And that's, that's the great question. Like that's for me, like I said it on Sunday, like, sitting on a beach or going into the mountains for a week doesn't make me want to be a better pastor. Like it doesn't. It's like, dude, this is awesome. I want to live here forever. You know, (laughs) Uh, why would, you know, I go to Hawaii and granted it was great rest, (laughs) but I wouldn't say it was like spiritually recharging. I mean, it wasn't like that. I was spending time with family and I was eating good food and I was sitting on the beach and it was wonderful, but I'm like, I didn't come back feeling like oh i had a spiritual transformation there you know and and i think some people try and apply those sorts of words or ideas to a vacation or something like that not saying that a you can't have a spiritual retreat those are obviously helpful can be transforming yeah but just because you disconnect from your work and go somewhere else doesn't mean that it's going to do that like like going and watching a movie isn't going to now make you more productive but that's a great point that if your goal in Sabbath rest is not transformation into the image of Jesus and growing closer to Christ, instead your goal is to be more productive at work the next mm. week, then you have a therapeutic <laughs> deistic view yeah, right. of uh of the Sabbath and well, as you said, a utilitarian deistic view. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's more about what how this is gonna make you a better boss or employee or more financially savvy or something like that, you know.
1: Yeah. One other uh thing that maybe we'll close with this. I know this is a bit of a downer to close on. But the element that you didn't really talk much about <laughs> at all in your sermon, but is repeated several times in this passage, which is if you don't observe the Sabbath, you will die.
2: Oh, I talked about it. You may yeah, you, you mentioned when early in the sermon. I mentioned it twice. Yeah. I okay. mentioned it under command and That's I mentioned right. it under covenant. Under covenant, I focused on the phrase where he says, "You will be cut off." Yeah, from your your soul witch. will be cut off. That's true. That's
1: the verbiage. Does that mean die, or does that mean like ousted, or maybe obviously both?
2: <laughs> it would it would both apply. I think both the you'll be put to death and you'll be cut off from your soul will be cut off is a is a spiritual statement. Mm. Interestingly, the the phrase the image of cut off right isn't that connected to circumcision. So you yeah. will, you will be cut off from the covenant people, hmm. and and so in that sense, I, I mean, we'll say it on the podcast here. You're the foreskin that's <laughs> being cut off from the people. <laughs> like, yeah. this being This is this is the, from the Bible, right? This is the right. image that he is <laughs> using here, and he's trying to shock factor these people into the dangers of unbelief, right? And so yeah. I, I, I connected that phrase to the, co- the Sabbath and the covenant, mm. but the death I connected to the command um, because obviously going back to the garden, God gives a command to Adam to not eat of the fruit and he, yeah, and he okay. breaks, now breaks the command yeah, and he eats. And you're like, well, that's kind of a harsh command back then. And again, we read it here as a harsh command here. It's like, well, uh, because... That's the issue. It's rebellion. It's a disconnection from God. It's thinking you can live life on your own when you can't. That's mm. spiritual death. Um, so, in one sense, it's both passive and active, because passively we're removing ourselves away. Actively, they were put to death as a as a penalty for their sin. Yeah. So, in that sense, this word. Uh, is both like part of their moral the moral law but it's also a part of the civil law right that is is sort of going back to what what chapter would that be chapter 21 of exodus yeah that's the
1: beginning of that
2: yeah when he gives all the civil laws he mentions the sabbath there too and he mentions that they shall be punished there as well that's true what verse is that do you have it no, I'd have to find it. Anyway, it's in there. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Like, there
0: isn't an example in the Bible of someone being put to death for breaking the Sabbath. Is that our Bible trivia? I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. It. No, it could I, be, don't, I, don't, I don't. It could be trivia for me, but I can't I don't think know anybody. of one. I mean, and there, even there it has seems like be... The Pharisees don't seem like they were confronting Jesus to take him to be sentenced to death. Yeah, that's a good point. They're just like, whoa, you can't do that. They're like mad at him. Right. But I it doesn't, at least the vibe of the story doesn't read as people who are like, we finally got him. We can kill this dude now legally, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It seems like maybe that wasn't a super common practice. You had probably would have to be pretty like blatantly, maybe even like purposefully, like to, you know, a pagan yeah. extent, like... I'm going to dishonor the Sabbath, right. you know, like I'm going to specifically not keep it, you know, it, yeah.
1: for that to be a thing that. And it's probably happened. connected to other sins that are committed, which are also capital. Yeah. But, and like the next text that we're going to get to in chapter 32 has a, thousands of people are being brought to justice and capital punishment. We'll, we'll get into it next week with the golden calf because they were refusing to stop their idolatry. And it's like, it's basically, if there was someone who was not gonna honor the Sabbath, uh, then that's uh, basically what they're doing. They're they're dishonoring God and they're disobeying. But it is a harsh punishment, um, and I think it's helpful to understand how serious God takes yeah. this commandment. You know, I think that's that's what's being communicated here. Yeah, um,
0: and I mean, and I think you are right. As we extend this into the new covenant, Jesus has fulfilled the law. We are still inviting spiritual death into our lives when we don't have space to connect with God. Mm -hmm. Like we are, uh, you know, we are making ourselves very, very vulnerable Mm -hmm. to the type of soul crushing, you know, spirit killing kind
2: of, uh, lifestyle. Yeah. That's right. It was in chapter 23. I found it laws about Sabbath and festivals Yeah, that was That's an interesting one because he also says, uh, oh, yeah. And if you have anybody working for you, yeah, don't make them work either. No animals should be working, which is kind of a funny if like if you're a Christian boss and you're like, oh, I mean, I'm taking the day off. I mean, all my like all my people are working. I'm still making money on the Sabbath. You know what I mean? He's Uh, like, no, 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 that's not how it works. That's
1: why Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday.
2: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It's crazy, but it's like there's some
1: people who take it to that point. That's why a lot of people are mad. Mm-hmm. They want their they want their chicken sandwiches.
2: They don't you know? even flip the lights on. But we don't want to judge In and Out <laughs> because by God's grace they are open on oh, Sunday. Yeah, because yeah. they understand that you can also celebrate Sabbath whenever you want. They That's they true. recognize they're not a church. There's freedom yeah. in Christ. Yeah, in all things, um,
1: but it's a serious and non-essentials serious
2: liberty mm, right. in
1: all things. Charity, cool. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few mentions of the Sabbath prior to this, but this is when we wanted to take a longer time to talk about it. And even in one
2: sermon, that's not even quite enough. There's no. like more that you could have said, and that's why we kind of went long even today. One of the things I didn't really say that I I, I had a seventh point, and oh, it, was, boy. it was consummation. Mm. So the end... The ultimate rest. Oh, come on, dude! I Isn't mean, that
1: what Hebrews four is mostly pointing it's at? It's
2: certainly pointing okay. to that, and yeah, okay. and so I kind of threw it in there, but I didn't make it a a teased out longer point because I would have gone another eight minutes or something on it. But that's another C in there, dude. Come on, yeah.
0: You, <laughs> it's a you lot of alliteration. You don't think people will work in heaven? Oh no, I think so they Randy Randy
2: Alcorn will have, you work. I think they work we'll have some uh, words for you. I think few. that they rest like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, here is the thing. <laughs> Is work is a pre-fall
1: activity that humans were created to do, but work was not post-fall difficult. Work became hard when Adam was cursed and the sweat of your brow, you'll work the ground. But work was still not rest. You know, God worked and then rested. No, but it was like a fulfillment of the way that we were created. Right. So in some sense, work is not
2: actually corrupted, sin corrupted work and being active and that kind of thing. But what I'm saying is, there will be work in heaven, but there will also be rest in heaven. Yeah, well, at the that ultimate point, rest. All work mm-hmm. is enjoyable for sure. All re-
1: like you know, heaven is a wholly different yeah. situation. There's no thorns and thistles there. <laughs> no, no, no. Nice. Well, should we uh,
0: let's transition? Uh, let's move should we on. keep going? If since we're talking about resting, uh, let's highlight some people. <laughs> some who, people who, who like work, to rest who who a lot, work, who work for free for us, but <laughs> the volunteer of the week okay (laughs) volunteer of the week yeah we do this section to highlight the people that made it possible for us to rest (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we made them keep working
2: that's not totally true (laughs) no that's not totally true they're enabling Uh, us to do what we need to do
0: but who is our volunteer of the week somebody want to announce it i don't have my sheet up
2: how dare you? The
1: volunteer of the week this week, nominated uh, by Ashley McCartney. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm remembering now. Is, Go ahead. Is uh, a new member to our church, Amanda Hamer. Amanda Hamer, who is helping out in our kids ministry. She was also she has uh, quite a bit of history helping out in children's ministry, and she did a bunch on Easter. You didn't. You didn't pause long enough for. Can you announce it one more time? Go one more time.
2: What happened? Amanda
1: Her- Hamer. <laughs> Gosh, you guys! Yeah! I was like, yeah! "What is happening?"
0: That's the last time I let Rob announce the volunteer of the week. He left no no pause for applause. You need to just cut in on him. Sorry, Amanda. Okay, she got <laughs> her you, you, you.
1: got your applause, Amanda. But it, this is not. for... She was helping young kids ministry. <laughs> she she was yeah. Um. So, Amanda, great yeah. job. Thanks well, for and Ashley out.
0: said she's just she's been killing it as a mm-hmm. volunteer.
1: Like she's ready to jump
0: in, do extra. Um. Yeah, just a really. Uh, giving mm-hmm.
2: servant minded, well, cool, and she has a passion about the Bible and teaching the Bible to young kids, so that's yep. always exciting, too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: cool. And Jason Wells getting as well as getting involved, no. but he's
2: not the volunteer, he the is week, not. Yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. no.
0: maybe
1: not for you this week, maybe someday, maybe another day soon, maybe we'll see. Depends <laughs> on how, how much volunteering he does. <laughs> I'm sure we'll use them a
0: lot. (laughs) All right. Well, we're keeping with the new format. Rob's got Bible trivia that none of us know the answer to, and he's got
1: it queued up. Mm, Yeah, I do. Well, I, I was trying to look in this trivia book, something to do with Sabbath, and there's not a whole lot specifically, I mean, as you might imagine, on trivia, but I was looking at this idea that you could be put to death. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <if> you, <laughs> Rob's if favorite if you, subject If you, you know, profane the Sabbath
0: Is the question going to be how many people have been put to
1: death In, in the no. Bible? No, but there's a lot of, There's a lot in here about death Because there's uh, quite a bit of death in the Bible, I guess There and is, this look at the book of
2: Genesis Death comes unexpectedly And That's he true. died <laughs> Good reference, Cody That's from Pollyanna If anyone <laughs> yeah. listening, a great sermon If you want to hear good preaching please go to Pollyanna Old movie from the uh, 50s or whatever man. it is. Disney movie. Disney movie. I mean, <laughs> Disney wouldn't be caught dead having that movie out. Anymore. No way, dude. Oh, It'd be a boy. woke sermon, dude. You wouldn't believe how woke that sermon would be. <laughs> how the times have changed. Like um, I was preaching hellfire and brimstone in that. <laughs> Pollyanna it was a great sermon. Uh, this section's called Strange Ways to Die. <laughs> okay.
0: What?
1: And I'm I'm sort of like I'm looking at these just questions. Give, just give us one. Here's here's on. one. And it, you, you referenced this in your tabernacle discussion. Okay. What devoured Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, when they offered,
2: quote, strange fire? The the Ooh. ground opened up. Okay. The, the ground, ground devoured them? The ground devoured them. I'm gonna say the ground like the ground opened up. The oh, earth? oh no, 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 no.
1: That Is might a, be right. That that happens. Multiple times. What devoured them? I, I'm actually going to say fire. I'm going to say like a pillar of flame came down and.
2: But I, could I can't be right, quite remember because they
1: offered strange fire on the altar. That's what's coming to my mind. But swallowed by the earth is also another question. Like I think the earth splitting opened up. Open, yeah. okay. Okay. okay, Cody. Any any? What's your? <sighs> I mean, a lion came out of nowhere. I, yeah,
0: I would say you guys have the most likely ones. So maybe yeah. I'll I'll just. A pull cougar s- pull something out of thin air. I'm gonna say a uh, what's the animal with like the 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 bird, but it's got the head of a lion?
2: Minotaur, and it's th- like and a <laughs>
0: griffin. Yeah, a griffin. I'm gonna say a griffin devours them. <laughs>
1: uh, I was right. Fire from God, Leviticus oh, 10. Fire from God, okay. Leviticus That's fine. 10. That's fine. That's fine. We kind of want to read this. We believe you. I, I honestly <laughs> he was not wants sure. To read We're it. going long here. <laughs> So they were devoured by fire because they offered strange fire to the Lord. He can't and, um, stop himself. They profaned the place of worship. You know who I'm yeah.
2: thinking of is, uh, who's the girl who rebelled against Moses? Korah. Korah. The ground opened up for her. That's probably right. Let's check on that one.
1: Let's just That's one of the questions in here. I think it's that. Yeah, um, I think the ground opened up for her. Oh, Swallowed gosh. him up. Let me see. Oh, 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 I can't find the question. Anyways, I think that's true, but I'd have to double check. Is that our only question or do you have more? Oh, who along with his household? Oh, his household was swallowed up by the earth for rebelling against Moses. Yeah. Okay, that happened. Yeah, it is, Korah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So that did happen to Korah. that, That was the one? Yep. Leviticus 10, though, too, says a fire came down from before the Lord and consumed Nadab and Abihu and they died before the Lord. Mm. Boom, dude! Don't be don't be messing around with strange fire or profaning the Sabbath. Uh-huh. Dude, I'm actually kind of worried now because one of our
0: youth group camping trips, mm. they were selling this stuff in the gift shop that you throw into the fire and it makes it turn all these weird colors. Ooh.
2: Is that strange? Fire? But were you doing it on an altar dedicated to the Lord, or the altar of incense? <laughs> in this the ta- in the holy place in the holy place yeah
1: so i'm safe you're man. probably dead. <laughs> you're probably okay dead. Cool. that's just normal witchcraft
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to the canby christian church podcast for more information about the church and its ministries visit canbychristian.org <laughs>